Good morning, good afternoon. It's February 10th, 2024, the day before the Super Bowl. It seems like we haven't been on forever. Uh, you're back on with Czar and the coach here. Uh, the day before the Super Bowl, we're going to talk a little props, but uh, we got we to gotta hustle today. I got to play today in college basketball that uh, I'm about to put in. I like the Michigan State Sparties today uh, at 1 o'clock going against our uh, – University of Illinois fighting Illini, but I, I like this spot for the uh, for Michigan State. The numbers match up. I like the play. I like it on a money line. I'm going to bet the money line uh, today, so I'm going to get that bet in here in a little bit, uh, but that's that's about it for other sports today. Zara, you got anything else? Yeah, no, I, uh, I haven't really come across anything that's jumping off the page just yet in the NBA. Um, uh, a, couple, a couple games that We'll take a look at, um, I'll be taking a look at a little bit later, are, are looking for teams that are playing the second game in a back-to-back. So I'll just give you some of these teams that fall in that category. Um, Philadelphia and Washington are playing each other. They fall in that category. Um, Charlotte, you know, they got whooped last night in Milwaukee. They're, they're going and uh, playing Memphis. Toronto's playing Cleveland. Um after beating Houston, we had a big play on uh, Toronto yesterday, and then uh, we got we got New Orleans playing at Portland after getting a little bit embarrassed at uh, at the Lakers last night. So so they may be in the situation we're looking to ba- bounce back. So I'll I'll be looking at those a little bit, but um, you know, focusing a little bit more on starting to organize my props for next for tomorrow. Yeah, speaking of props, uh, let's let's dive into this a little bit. Uh... And I, and you know what? I didn't look at all the books and where you can get prices and where you can get all these. I'm just going to give you my my thoughts on some of these. And you, I, like anybody else, if you if you've been doing what I've been doing for the last two weeks, you listen to a lot of people, you look at at what's going on, and then you kind of value how you believe the game is going to be, and to kind of direct. Over the last few years, I've kind of direct my props on how I think the game is going to going to pan out here. And uh, I mean, I think like a lot of a lot of people, I. I think it's going to be a little bit of a run game on both sides of the ball. I think Pacheco for, for Kansas City has uh, over the last two weeks, and I'm just going on what I've seen over the last two weeks. There's some things I like about him and his props. I think he's going to be a focal point of uh, of the offense. If you look at what happened the last two weeks, the Packers were able to run the ball very well against the 49ers. The Lions were able to run the ball against them. When you got two edge rushers that fly up, and this was a point of discussion with some coaches this week, when you got two edge rushers and their job is to point to to rush the passer, they're coming upfield, balls to the wall. You can't play both. It's real hard to play both. It's real hard to play to run and to pass. Both of the 49ers defensive ends, their edge rushers, I believe, are pass rushers, guys who like to get upfield. I think Young's a little bit overrated. Bose is a hell of a player, but it's hard to play both the run and the pass. So I think these guys are designed to play to the pass. I think they're vulnerable to off-tackle zone, and I think that the Kansas City Chiefs zone block really well, and I think Pacheco, over the last two weeks, you've seen off-tackle, he runs pretty well. So I like any any uh, prop that revolves around him. Uh, you know, if you look at uh, over 16 and a half, I think I bet earlier uh, attempts this week, 65 and a half uh, over rushing yards uh, for him to get uh, 
the most rushing is a value play. I like, I like to look for value plays. If he's the most rusher, uh, the most rushing yards in the game, he gets plus 170. Uh, if he gets a TD, which I think he will at some point, uh, plus 115. So I like to look for those plus odds uh, there. I don't know if you have any thoughts, Zara, about their run game there, the Chiefs and uh, Pacheco, but uh, that's kind of my thoughts on that. I got some more. Uh yeah, I, I well, I can concur that I think both teams are going to try to establish the run. Um, I believe that they're hoping to wear down these defenses. You mentioned, um, you know, edge rushers getting upfield. I, I think that's true as well. I, I don't know what adjustment San Francisco is going to make because, you know, San Francisco's coached pretty well. So I'm sure they recognize their deficiencies and they're not just going to walk out there and say, Hey, we're going to play this game exactly the same as we played the others so that you can take advantage of us. But at the end of the day, you know, you have certain personnel out there that, uh, that, that do certain things well and other things they don't. So my question is, I, I read a little bit about how they may be taking young off the field in early downs um, and really only putting them back out there in a, a, a situation where it's, it's true passing situations. I don't know if you heard about that, but that would be interesting to me is to see how that impacts some of the stuff that Kansas city wants to do on the ground. I'll tell you what, defensively, they got to make an adjustment there, right? Uh, the last two weeks, I think their defense has played bad. Actually, it, when I look back over the last two weeks, since week 10, really, they, their defense has played so-so. So uh, maybe there's just some deficiencies, but they needed to make a change there, and I hope they did, and maybe that helps things out. But but that was definitely something they, they needed to, to fix and, and maybe bringing Young out, uh, why Washington got rid of him. You know, maybe he ain't that good. Yeah, and again, he's he's a beast in one area, but he's, you know, maybe maybe uh, you know that you can't have him and Bosa on the field as much as as great as it looks on paper. You know, if it's third and fifteen, that's a great idea, but uh, third and two, I don't know, not so much. Right, and if you look at, I, I was talking about value plays. If you look at value plays, if you think the Forty ers are going to win, right? I don't think Purdy's going to be an MVP. So you look at uh, a guy like McCaffrey, even maybe a long shot like Kittle, and maybe Debo Samuel. But if the Forty Nine, if you believe the Forty ers are going to win, do you really believe that Purdy's going to be the MVP? Well, not if you're you're following the run theme. Um, if they're if you're following the run theme, then you would have to believe that perhaps Debo, but McCaffrey would be the favorite. Right. So either, you know, those are some value plays right there. Also, if you like McCaffrey, I think McCaffrey's going to score a touchdown. I also think Pacheco's going to score a touchdown. Here's a uh, a same game parlay that I did that's plus odds, plus 159 when I bet it. But Caffrey and Pacheco to have any time TD. I, I like that. I think it's, I think it's a good bet. Uh, I'm look again, I'm looking for value. I think the game's going to revolve about around rushing, so I, I think that's a pretty safe bet. Yeah, the the those are the goal line guys. I mean, if if they're allowed to do what they want to do, then those two guys should each score. Um, you know, the the question becomes what adjustments are made and and how do the offensive coordinators react to those adjustments? Do they s- stick to an identity that's worked, um, or do they mix it up? You know, I would think that, you know, you have a little bit more flexibility from a 
supporting cast standpoint with San Francisco, but from a quarterback standpoint, you know, I, I think you got to trust Mahomes a little bit more in this situation, don't you? You got a guy who's who's been there, won that, and uh, it's already proven he can win on the road two games, and now now here they are. The team's playing as good as they've played all season. Um, so so it's you know it it's it's going to come down to what adjustments they f- they feel like their personnel can can do. And I just give the nod to KC there. Yeah. And I, and again, if you think Kansas city is going to win the super bowl, I, I think that's a no brainer. Mahomes is going to win the MVP. I think that's, that's hands down. Right. Yeah, unless they, something, unless something really weird happens. Well, if he got hurt and they won it, that would right. be what would have to happen. Right. Um, in that particular case, or maybe, maybe there's some defensive player that, gets a pick six late, you know, in low scoring game, defense is dominating. One guy's got a, uh, you know, a, a, a having a stellar game on defense and he gets a defensive touchdown, like something like that, I guess could, uh, could happen. But, um, but yeah, I think if you think Kansas city is going to win, taking Mahomes to win the MVP is, is kind of like goes hand in hand with Kansas city winning. Right, and and it's a plus money bet. Some other uh, props that I kind of looked at, and I I was doing my research this week, is a Lions Stadium being enclosed, and it's 200 feet above sea level. Uh, it's a very very good environment for for kickers and punters. Uh, well, you you just said Lions Stadium. Did you mean the uh, Raiders I mean, Stadium? Uh, yeah, I mean Raiders Stadium. A lion. I meant a lion. I, oh, a li- so, Allegiant? Allegiant Stadium. Sorry, yes, Allegiant Stadium. Uh, over 56.5 punt is probably a pretty good bet. That being over 2,000 feet above sea level, it's a good environment for kickers and punters. Um, I see this as – I know a lot of people see this as an over. I, I, th- I see this more as an under uh, game. I think you're going to see a 24-20, maybe 2017 type of game. And early on, I think you're going to get a lot of punts. Uh, the the Chiefs punter uh, played in in similar stadiums, uh, two similar stadiums. One being SoFi, where he kicked a sixty one yarder, and then Minneapolis, which is very similar uh, to this stadium, is fifty eight yarder. So fifty six and a half a punt. I know that's something that not many people think about, but uh, doing my research this week, I, I uh, came across those stats, and I I think that's a good bet. I bet that I like to have a little bit on everything, and uh, I think there'll be be some punts. These two teams happen to, uh, uh, I believe they're they're two and three, the least uh, go for it on fourth down. So you're going to see a lot of punts here uh, in this situation, and a, a great environment for punters and kickers. Yeah, I, any- I think I. I think I had I that that similar thing about the punter. I can't remember the numbers. I think you had I heard I heard one of the talk shows I'm talking about that too. So I think uh I think like there's definitely some value there with the punters. Right. And then another defense that I that I uh also heard this week that I wasn't really uh paying attention to, but Patrick Mahomes and, and Brock Purdy rank second and third uh in pressure to sack. Uh, rate so the under four and a half sacks, these guys don't get sacks much. And and aside from ja- Josh Allen being number one, uh, the least uh, amount uh, being pressured to sack rate, uh, you got Mahomes and and uh, Purdy are, are right below them. So you got two guys that don't get sacked much when they're when they're forced up into the pocket, they either take off or they get rid of the ball. So. Under four and a half, if you're looking for a defensive prop and minus 110, not a bad defensive prop uh, to invest in there. 
Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it'll, you know, again, this kind of falls in line with the theme that they're run first offenses. So this is not a team that neither team wants to drop back 35 times and, and wing the ball around the stadium. So, so less, more running, less passing, less opportunities for sacks. Combine that with these guys being a little elusive and pretty good at getting rid of the ball so they don't get sacked um, kind of feeds nicely into that, that angle. And if you're doing it like like everybody else, you're doing a lot of same game priorities, and you're looking for for props to uh, some props that I've already bet. Uh, Marcus Valdez Scantling over eighteen and a half when I got it. Uh, sometimes you know they get they they shoot him a big pass, and, and then it just takes one for him, and he's over that. So I I've placed that uh, the bet. I've also pet, placed highest scoring quarter to be the second quarter. Typically in the Super Bowl, the second and the fourth quarter are uh, the highest scoring. I went with the second quarter because they have better odds at plus 165, but also because uh, in the fourth quarter, the uh, I believe it's uh, I believe the Chiefs are under 19 out of their 20 games this year. So I went with the better odds. I went with the second quarter being the highest scoring quarter. Uh, so rooting for that. Uh, a couple things you can throw out there. Uh, bets that I kind of like. If you like a McCaffrey score, it's better to have to bet him the score either in the first half or the second half. You're getting plus odds with that. I think that the Chiefs have the better uh, field goal kicker. Uh, Over one and a half field goals is not a bad bet at minus 110. That's that's something I like. I think that uh, uh, the Chiefs struggle with uh, uh, backs out of the backfield. So over McCaffrey, 30 half 35 and a half yards uh, receiving is not a bad uh, bet. And I'm just throwing these out there. I don't know if I'm going to bet all these, but, uh, you know, I'm just throwing out uh, a lot of different props to you. You got a favorite, Czar, that you like? Well, you know, right now I'm still looking through a lot of these areas. I I will share one tomorrow if I can find it. You know, I don't I don't want to tell you, hey, I like this and then I can't give the exact location, exact props. Um I I did bet Purdy over one half interceptions and here's why. It does conflict a little bit up with the idea that the run first and all that stuff, which I I agree with. But if you've watched the playoff games in each game Purdy has thrown at least one in one pass that should have been picked, like a really, really bad pass that should have been picked off. And I think he's been fortunate two times in two separate games that players just flat out dropped it or or something else. You know, a defender came back and knocked it, or a, the offensive receiver came back and knocked that defender's hands. But you take him, now you think back to that game where they played at home against Baltimore and, and he just looked atrocious in the first half. If you start to look at these big pressure games, Purdy has struggled a little bit. He lets the ball sail. Um, it, he He's a guy that I think is prone to make a mistake. Um, and and that's that's taking away the like deep shot that just happens, you know, third and 15 deep shot just, that just happens to get picked off. That's uh, the same as a punt, right? That's th- Those can happen. But this is a situation that I think you're going to have him all geeked up um, you know, they're going to try to make some easy throws, but, but those throws over the middle, um, if he lets it sail, that's an easy pick. I could see that happening at least one. So I, I kind of like this over one half and I, I was fortunate enough to get it at minus one Oh five. I don't know what it is across the board now, but, um, 
that's one I like. Uh, so, so I wanted to share one that I did put in, um, and I think is going to hit. And I, I, I know that it does go against the idea of, of uh, a lot of these run first type um, props backing, right? The theme of run first, but I do see. San Francisco losing at some point in time. I do. I see him having to make some passes, and I do see him being a little nervous and 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 perhaps struggling, maybe getting some pressure on him or something like that. And uh, so I, I I like that one. There's an underdog prop that I or a prop that I have that I'm going to throw out there. That I'm just throwing a little bit out there, but I kind of like this one. Is I like a Mitchell for the 49ers anytime TD, anytime TD at plus eight twenty five. I like that play. I think there's going to be a time when uh, Shanahan's going to change things up or something. And I think Mitchell get a go- goal line uh, carry, and I think he's going to score at plus eight twenty five. It's not a bad bet to sprinkle a little bit on there. Well, in the um, NFC Championship game, if you recall, um, they were riding McCarf- McCaffrey down the field, and he had an incredible run, run down the tool, and then he tapped himself out, and Mitchell came in and got the the walk in touchdown. So, so that that very well could happen. And, and at the odds of eight to one, um, why not? And coach, if you believe that's going to happen, take a look out there for the number of San Francisco 49ers that will run the ball, um, because. You know, I don't know what that number is at right now. That's one of the ones I was going to look up today. That's why I didn't want to say it. But since you brought up Mitchell, so if you believe Mitchell is going to touch the ball, that's one. McCaffrey's going to run one. Debo's going to run one. And Absolutely. Purdy's going to run at least once, right? That's four right there. So all you, I, it's probably I four think, and a half. I, I think it's four and a half. I think the fullback's going to get one. And, and, and they might even do something with Ayuk. You know, remember, if there's a lateral pass, that goes down as a run, right? right. So there could be like a quick screen out to Ayuk or one of those guys that ends up being a lateral or or even, you know, one of those fake Debo and they, they, they're trying to surprise you, do something you haven't seen before and give it to to one of those other guys and let them run the ball. So, so look for that. I'm, I'm suspecting it'll be four and a half. And if it's four and a half and you believe that Mitchell's going to get a carry, I think that baby goes over. I do too. I like it. I, why not? You got to take some chances in the, in the Super Bowl. You got to get, uh, you know, how do you bank, uh, build your bankroll. You got to take some chances and those big plus odds ones that uh, have good value. I think that's one of them. I also think the fullback anytime TD is also a pretty good value at plus 700. So I think both of them, uh, if you want to take that chance, uh, why not? It's the Super Bowl. Yeah, Juszczyk seems to always show up in the box score in Super right. Bowls somehow, right? You don't you don't hear much. I mean, he did have those great catches, right, recently, um, which is atypical for him. Usually he's getting that inside trap touchdown or big play uh, when they're, when they're thinking one of the other guys will get it. But, you know, I could, I could easily see him, you know, maybe not both him and Mitchell, but if you're trying to hedge that bet and say, you know, someone other than McCaffrey's McCaffrey's going to run it in, you know, those two guys getting them both at seven, one, eight to one is, is a nice little um, opportunity there. Right. And don't forget, I'm, I'm going to tell you, I'm running out right now. I'm going to go bet the Sparties. Sparties play at 1 o'clock against Illinois. Uh, we got to get this up so everybody can hear it. Go bet the Sparties money line. They're going to win today. Okay. Well. All right. Win go, today, win tomorrow, whatever. We'll be back at you tomorrow, uh, tomorrow morning for the Super Bowl Sunday preview. All right. See you then. Win today. <laughs>